Live from Parts Unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, I guess before we begin, I should apologize for vanishing last week. I did mean I wanted to do a a pre-debut episode, but then as I found out there was so much to get done, I ran out of time. It's, it's the complete honest uh, is the complete honest answer with you. But I thought it's all right. We'll get back today, which we have done. Uh, I do apologize, and I missed the greatest Royal Rumble as well. Although in hindsight, and we will talk about that today, did we really miss much? No, and I probably would have overhyped it and looked like an idiot. So at least I didn't do that. Uh, but yes, I mean, we're going to start this week's episode by talking, if you don't know, uh, if it somehow passed, well, it probably did pass you by, I'm not saying, like, it wasn't on the back page of the mail or anything. Uh, I did indeed make my pro wrestling debut for Defiant Wrestling this Saturday, just gone, as words come out of my mouth, and I thought I'd just talk about it a little bit. Like, I would I would implore you to keep an eye on What Culture and Defiant YouTube channels and access.weardefiant.com, where you can watch the debut. Uh, but also on there, they're going to have a few other things, such as sort of behind the scenes and interviews. There's already some interviews up there already, uh, so you can go check out. And if you do sign up now, you get a 30-day free trial, so it won't even cost you a penny. But I also thought I'd talk about it here as well, because how could I not? If I've got a pro wrestling podcast and I had a pro wrestling match, that would seem kind of nuts. Uh, yeah, if I didn't if I didn't get into it. Um, so, I mean... <laughs> It's 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 difficult. It's not difficult to talk about. It sounds hyperbolic, and I don't mean it to, but it genuinely was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Which again, that's, that's hyperbole. Of course it is, but it was in the sense of you know it, during the day. I won't lie, and you'll probably see this if you watch the documentary that goes up. I call it. You know what I mean. I call it documentary. Um, I was really. I'm like this with a lot in my life. Like I get. Uh, I was I I, you know, I was nervous. I, I think that's the right word to use, but I'll, I'll tie it in in a minute. But yeah, I was. Um, but I wasn't nervous because I was nervous because I cared. I think that that that's where it comes from. You know, I wanted to make sure I did a good job, not only for myself, not only for the people that trained me, but you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever it was, I had the great idea to document all this. And so, while I don't think it would have mattered either way, I did feel like there was an expectation. I felt like I wanted to at least prove to people that I wasn't an absolute joke at this because a lot of people throughout that time have said nice things they've supported me everyone was very kind in the lead up uh, to the match itself so I was like it was uh, I probably overthought it a little bit and it was a lot to take in on the day like I've been to plenty of you know WWE and indie events but anytime I've gone there has either been as a fan or it's been you know, as in terms of the what culture stuff to do interviews or like be a backstage present and presence and get content. So you kind of, you know, I'm, I'm aware of the the setup and the atmosphere and you know how people how it can feel to be backstage at a wrestling event. But when you're, you know, there for the purpose of being a wrestler and you're talking to other wrestlers and you know you're getting you know, your own sort of uh, plan and, and instructions for the night and what you need to do and where you need to be and what time it's all going to kick off. It's a completely different experience. Uh, a better experience, I won't lie. I loved it. But, you know, it, it's so strange. And the other thing for me was, and I, I hope this doesn't sound disrespectful or anything, because I'm, I'm not saying that I thought anyone would be like this. This was my own thoughts and my own feelings. Um, but, you know, 
I, well, I've worked hard. I have worked and I've trained hard and I've treated it seriously. I never treated this as a joke. Like I say, in my dream world, this isn't a one and done. I've got one done now and I'll, I'll forever be ecstatic and grateful for that. But I want to do more. Like, I want to become a professional wrestler. That's just the truth of the matter. However, it's not like I was just some like rookie walking. I mean, I was, but I mean, the fact that I, you know, I'd made this sort of song and dance and hullabalooza on YouTube about it. I did have this thing where I thought all the other wrestlers might be like, oh, the, oh, the YouTube guy wants to be a wrestler now, does he? And I'd be like, yeah, you know what? You, you're perfectly within um, within your rights to think that way because it, do, it is like that. And they don't know how seriously I'm taking it or not taking it. Maybe they do think I was doing it for a joke. But none of them did. They were all incredibly nice and helpful and supportive. I mean, even guys didn't have to be or I wouldn't have expected to be. Everyone there, everyone there, <clears throat> excuse me, went out of their way just to just to help me out and I can't say thank you to I really can't say thank you to them enough and that includes everyone on the behind the scenes team management production everybody was just it was genuinely awesome and made the experience even better um and yeah that kind of moment you know standing sort of behind the curtain and I, I got there I pretty much when Joe Henry went out at number one or two whichever you know he was out at the beginning to do his pro I think he was number one um and I was pretty much in that backstage bit from there, because I wanted to get ready, and I was, you know, trying to get my pump on and, and all that kind of stuff. You can hopefully be able to see all this soon once it gets done. Um, and that was—I mean, that genuinely was—it was just so surreal. It was so surreal. You know, I'm there in my gear, um, and you know, every time a number went down, because I'm in the rumble, obviously, obviously, again, why don't you know? I was in the rumble, and every time a number ticked down, it was like you know, eleven to go, twelve, uh, nine, ten to go, nine to go, eight to go. And then when you get to like 12, 13, 14, you're just like, oh shit, Simon, it's time. You've had not screw this up. Um, and yeah, literally before I walked out, I was just, yeah, I was. I was really, really nervous. I couldn't stop moving. Like I kept like chasing my own tail like some crazy kind of a dog. And then as soon as that music hit and I went out and I mean, very nicely, everyone there was, was very, was very uh, was just lovely with their reaction. I, I don't remember anything else that happened. Uh, you know, it took me 24, 48 hours to actually process the whole thing, which everyone said is true. And I guess that's where the drug comes from. Because when you're out there, you're completely in the moment, which is a wonderful thing ever. Like on my YouTube channel, youtube.com, for the Millerport Rules, where you can also watch or listen to this. I do the Miller's Musing series, which is a you know, series of vlogs about mental health, life, anxiety, depression, positives, negatives, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, everything that I've read about that, because I'm interested in that stuff, is, you know, living in the moment is ultimately the best thing you can do. Because if you're living in the moment, you're happy. Because how can you, you can't overly worry in the moment unless something bad is happening to you in that moment. So given that I was actually, it was a dream, like, I don't want to overdo it, but it was, uh, you know, to, to, to be completely in the moment while, um, you know, living, doing something that I've wanted to do for years. You know, even though I don't think I was processing at the time, it was, you know, afterwards when you, you, you get that adrenaline. Well, you get, first start, you get the adrenaline rush when you're there. And then when your brain processes it and it kind of just floods your system with endorphins. I completely understand why people get addict, addicted to this. Um, it was just great. The whole experience from the moment, well, the whole thing. I mean, from day, the whole day, that even the 24 hours before was awesome. But in terms of actually sort of being out there, quote unquote, the, the whole thing was, um, it was just excellent. I mean, it really was. I got a big smile on my face. You can probably tell when I came out. That, you can, that was probably a bit too happy and smiley. But hey, I was having a good time. So, you know, I, I, can't, I can't be negative or, or, or criticize that. Um, and then, yeah, and then when, you know, so when I was in there, you know, I was allowed to have my, my shine spot. When I got in, I threw some clotheslines. I hit Jack Sexsmith with the ups and downs. 
which is the name of my finishing move, which is a, I used to call it running power slam, but I sat to my ass. But as a lot of people pointed out, it's like a falcon arrow, which it is. So we call it a running falcon arrow. Um, and I, I, you know, Jack Sexsmith, I'll never be able to, to, to thank enough ever. I, I mean, I told him that the day too. I stand by it now. Like he didn't have to do that. And he did all the guys, actually, every single one of them who was in that ring and, and, you know, and they, they, they did, they, they, they were all, they were just lovely, all of them. I'll never be able to thank them enough. And then, you know, what, what a ridiculous dream experience. I was then able to go work, you know, go to go tangle with Doug Williams for a while. I mean, how stupid is that? Doug Williams, like the just the man when it comes to I'll say British wrestling because he's British but I mean more um, you know more more in the sense of uh, all wrestling like he, I think most people around the world obviously I just mean because I'm a British person uh, he's always he's always been there when I've gone to indie, indie stuff and to be able to then yeah go square off with him and just go through oh man it's just the best I mean it really it really really really, really was excellent uh, we'll do a Q&A podcast later in the week. Uh, you can ask a question by joining the Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. You just search for that. And if you've got any other specific questions, please do ask them and I'll answer them as best as I can. But I wanted to just do the opening talking about it because a lot of people asked about it. And also, I'm really proud of it. So I've got a wrestling podcast. I managed to have a wrestling match. Uh, you know, I will say um, the whole... Uh, I, 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 if anyone, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Again, Defiant... Uh, sorry, access.weodefined.com. What happened at the end of the Rumble, well, the end for me, anyway, was disappointing. But hey, you know, these things happen for a reason. I said that I didn't want this to be a one and done. And I guess all I can say is now I have a reason for it not to be a one and done. And I should probably make my travels back there soon. That's all I'll say for now. Not the time or the place. But yeah, I mean, I I'll never be able to... I don't think I'll ever be able to take the smile off my face every time I think about it. It was awesome. Everyone there was great. And just being in that ring, again, this is the most cheesy shit ever, and you're more than welcome to roll your eyes and go, shut up, Miller. But it just felt right. <laughs> you can roll I'm rolling my eyes at that. So you're definitely allowed. But it did. I'm not going to lie. It just, it just, it just did. It just did. And I was just like, this is excellent. It's just excellent. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Thank you know I'm, I'm happy that I I, I saw this through. Uh, I mean, in sense of getting to the point where I'm here. Certainly, I'm not um, uh, you know anywhere near done. You know, I'm going to make sure I keep going to training and, and you know keep keep getting as better and, and everything that I can. So um, yeah, I mean that I think that's kind of like the basics of, of everything that happened. But again, like I say, Simon is Pro Wrestling podcast Facebook group. Join it. Ask me a question. We'll do a Q and A episode later. Hopefully, with a patron. Uh, that's my plan. And again, if you'd like to come on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast or just support anything that I do, including this, it's just patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. As I always say, if everyone could just give me a dollar, it makes all this stuff so much easier because life costs money, unfortunately. But hey, it does. Um, so yes, I think that's everything I wanted to say about that. I may want to make sure I thank everyone at Defiant, the wrestlers, again, the production staff, everybody, everybody, the guys at What Culture, everybody. They couldn't have made that more of, a, of an experience. If I die tomorrow... I'll die a happy man. That's the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It was almost like, you know, I found something that I've been looking for. Let's move away from this. We're getting way too hippy trippy. We will touch on the Greatest Royal Rumble quickly. I mean, it was a glorified house show. I think that's fair. Uh, I think that's fair to say. I did enjoy it. I did the What Culture stream with the guys, which you can go check out if you go to search for the, the What Culture WWE uh, YouTube channel. 
where um, yeah, we talk about uh, you know we, we sat down and watched the show, um, and that, that probably made it more fun than it would would have been otherwise. Like not a lot happened. The only real thing of significance that did happen was you know Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy winning the uh, the Raw Tag Team Titles, but someone had to win those, so it's not like there was a big change or anything like that. So yeah, I, I think it's fair to say it was a bit of a disappointment overall. It only because WWE had hyped up so much. Like so much that I think, you know, some people said this is more important and bigger than WrestleMania. And I think a lot of people, they did. They, they, they thought that was true. And I can see why. That's what promotion's all about. They wanted you to think that way and they achieved that. Um, but ultimately, all the stuff that we can talk about is the stuff that is dumb, such as Titus O'Neil sliding under the ring. It's weird. It's one of those situations where I felt so sorry for him. So sorry for him because I thought this is the end of your career. But then it also, don't get me wrong, I cracked up. How can anyone not crack up? But I thought he dealt with it so well. And hey, if it gives him a spot in WWE for a while, it's not like he was on top of the world or anything. You know, Titus Worldwide wasn't the, wasn't the greatest thing ever. Um, it's kind of on and off, if nothing else. So if anything, if it gives him a little spot for a while and extends his career by a year or two, I think that's fine. Hopefully he makes loads of money off the t-shirts. But that was the best part of the whole show. I just didn't understand what happened. And then to figure out that he'd slid... Imagine those LED boards were up. Or, for example, the ring that I worked in on Saturday at Defiant has a crossbar in it, which means he would have slammed his head into that and probably would have died. Or at least potentially would have died because he really rammed his head. So I think that was good. And as for the Royal Rumble, I think Braun Strowman winning it was the only thing that could happen, uh, given the way they want to portray him going forward. I don't know if they do anything with that title. I think he had it. He didn't have it on Raw, did he? I don't think he did. So I imagine it would just vanish into the, into dust. But at least, you know, who won the biggest ever or the greatest ever Royal Rumble? Braun Strowman, fine. Um, yeah, I, I, there were some interesting spots in there. I thought Roderick Strong looked great. I don't know. <laughs> chopping the hell out of Daniel Bryan. It's nice that Daniel Bryan's got that record. Uh, you know, the longest guy to beat in a Rumble match ever, which is kind of by proxy just because it went on so long because there's 50 people to get in. Some of the, Most of the surprises were shit. Uh, I can't remember the name of that sumo guy now, but according to the Wrestling Observer, they only brought him in because the, the Saudi prince wanted Yokozuna, which was obviously impossible. Uh, we had some NXT guys in there. We had Baba Tunde, who I, I felt really bad when Baba Tunde. I said, oh, I don't know who that is. And I really do, you know, given what I do on what culture and stuff, I really like to be up on that kind of stuff. I think it's really important. But I said, that was Baba Tunde. And then I figured out he'd never even been on NXT television. He's just a tall guy. So they'd thrown him in. So I think that kind of stuff is ridiculous. But look, I thought, I, I did enjoy it to a certain extent. I thought Rey Mysterio looked awesome. Um, so that, 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 that was, it. it was entertaining to a certain extent. I think by that point though, you know, it's an hour and a half rumble. It's a five hour show. You kind of realize that there's no real worth here and it kind of to wear you out. And then obviously we had Bobby Lashley trying to kill Big Cass by dropping him on his head, which is so many botches as well. And I guess it's because everybody was tired. Like big, that happened. Then Big Cass tripped over Kevin Owens's foot and Primo screwed up his, his sling board and Jinder Mahal bumped off air. <laughs> I, I, I never will criticize stuff like that, though, just because it happens. Like, is it not great in terms of the realms of WWE? No, but it's, you know, it happens. I, I'm not saying, oh, I'm a frustrated wrestler. No, I don't, but no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's hard to criticize. Um, it's hard to criticize that kind of stuff when I know how you got, I know everyone knows how hard it is, but I would just feel like a twonk. I will probably do something like that one day. So for me to sit here and like throw fire at it doesn't seem very fair at all but you take my point other than that triple h sure triple h, Shawn michaels triple h uh, john cena yeah it was okay i mean it's, it's cool to see those two you know huge stars open open the show kind of a plodding house show match but it was okay it was fine uh you know saw a lot of a's just seen kicked out the pedigree 
I mean, Triple H has become Kratos at this point. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, I thought it was okay. And I, I, everyone seemed to pop big for them. So that was good. And I, this won't be an order as well, because uh, I can't remember the order if I'm completely honest. But, you know, Jinder Mahal versus Jeff Hardy, I thought it was okay. Like I say, Jinder at one point did bump off nothing. But, you know, it was a US title match. Um, Jeff Hardy won. And it's like, okay, that, that, that's fine. It's just kind of, you know, it, it was just there. And I thought it was decent enough other than that. Uh, Raw Tag Team title match, again, fine. Uh, you know, nothing special. Now the bar go over to SmackDown. Woken, Matt Hardy, and Bray Wyatt, who are officially called the Deleters of Worlds, I think. The Deleters of Worlds, which I think is quite a cool name. You know, they win it, that's cool. I didn't like the finish um, when Bray Hardy just... Uh, Bray Hardy, my gosh, Simon. Bray Wyatt just sort of wheelbarrowed him and they did the, the twist of fact. At least go down with him or something. That was a bit weird. Um... So, uh, so yeah, but it was, it's okay. It served a purpose, I think. And I imagine if you were there watching it with your mates like I did, you probably would have enjoyed it to, uh, to a certain extent. Same with the SmackDown match. It's the most offense I've seen the Bludgeon Brothers take, and I thought they did it well. So, yeah, that was fine. Obviously, the Bludgeon Brothers retained. Uh, I thought AJ Styles versus Nakamura was really good. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was better than WrestleMania match. It's just a shame that, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the the finish. It was the finish again because they couldn't really do anything here. I mean, ultimately, I probably would. I know he's a face, but I would ultimately have AJ Styles got disqualified for smacking Nakamura in the balls. But instead, they did this double countout finish uh, because AJ was so mad at Nakamura. Um, I think I, I, look, it's one of those things where okay, you're not going to change the title, so you can't have Nakamura win. How does AJ Styles get out of it? I just thought double counter was a bit of a shame because I really did enjoy that match. And like I said, I thought it was much better than the WrestleMania encounter. Uh, but it was good. Uh, we'll do Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar last. Um, the Intercontinental Ladder match I liked. I liked seeing Samoa Joe in there with, who was he in there? It was Seth Rollins, The Miz, and Finn Balor. A lot of people seemed upset by the finish. I thought the finish was fine. I mean, Seth Rollins probably, the original plan was to grab uh, the title quicker than he did. But I don't think the fact it took him a while to unhook it and Finn Balor was just, I mean, it was a bit, yeah, okay, a little bit like a geek because Finn Balor was just sort of watching this happen. But I don't think it was like the worst thing in the world. I've certainly seen worse in, in the world of WWE. And I'm so sick of ladder matches where, you know, some, two people climb up, one people pushes off. At least this was a bit, at least this was a bit different. Um, and I do agree with some people's criticisms that The Miz could have taken Finn Balor's spot. Uh, but maybe that ties into this feud they're doing with Sin Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, which is a feud because they had a you know the main event of Raw this week. Was it the main event? Yeah. Was those two going at it for the Intercontinental title? And I thought that was really good. I thought that was one of the best matches we've seen on Raw in ages. If it, I mean, this is the problem. Everything that happened at the Greatest Royal Rumble didn't really have a knock-on effect other than people mentioning it on Raw. That was it. It's not like there was any fallout other than, again, Matt Hardy and, 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 and Bray Wyatt having the tag team titles. That was the only visible change. Everything else was just like, yeah, this happened, but don't worry about it too much. And it really did screw the build to backlash. Like, I didn't think WWE... I liked both Raw and SmackDown this week, but I didn't think WWE did a good job in kind of selling what... Uh, selling is not the right word. It's a, it didn't, it just, they ran out of time because they were so focused on this greatest Raw Rumble. Um, I'll talk about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar before 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 we go off. I, I thought they had a decent enough cage match. You know, it was a bit like you turned on all all finishing moves in the options, and you didn't have to build up to them. We saw Superman punches and F fives and who knows what else. But and it was hard hitting, I guess. My problem with all of this now and the finish when they he got, uh, Roman speared Brock out the cage and everyone was like, "Oh, Roman's feet hit the." Fire. I was like, "I don't care about stuff like that. It's wrestling." Like, I just, just accept it for what it is. I thought that was a bit of a want to do about nothing. My only real problem with this is I'm just bored of it. 
I'm bored of it. Like, how on earth they didn't just pull the trigger at WrestleMania, I don't know. I get that, again, the Greatest Royal Rumble wasn't this big pay that we thought. But still, what the hell do you do with it now? You're going to make me watch Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar again? Because now it's long in the tooth. Like, all, it's been really... I don't know why WWE's changed their mind so much. But I think it's really hurt the Roman Reigns character. I never... You know, okay, he wasn't the baby face they wanted him to be. But I certainly didn't think that he was a dead-in-the-water character. It always felt like he had momentum. But now I really do think the tides have shifted from we don't like you to we just don't care about you. And that's not Roman Reigns' fault. It's the fact he keeps getting put in these positions and losing. And much like anybody on the roster, that does eventually catch up to you. So I don't know what they're going to do about that. Obviously, he's got Samoa Joe at Backlash on Sunday, which just realize we have to predict that. I don't know what I'm going to call this episode, I guess, Backlash Positions. Um you know, he's fighting some mojo there, but it just seems to have come around from nowhere because they had too much to do. And I think that was the problem with the Greatest Royal Rumble in general. I may have been forgetting a match, but I mean, even, even I had the 205 live match, Cedric Alexander versus Callista. I thought it was good. Again, a solid match, but nobody seemed to care. So it was quite hard to, it was quite hard to invest in it. So yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed watching it with friends. I think is the best way is the best way to put it. And we had that section as well, of course, with the Davari brothers and um, the, uh, the the trainees that had been picked from the Saudi Arabia triads. Whatever. I mean, the, the xenophobic stuff. They come over to America and do it, so it doesn't surprise me that they've gone over to a different country and did it. I'd rather they never did it. Um, the whole Saudi Arabia thing in general kind of irks me and rubs me the wrong way. You know, I'm not here to comment on politics or opinions or anything like that, but taking that amount of money, given some of the things, you know, that surrounded it, it makes me uncomfortable. That's all I'll say about it. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily think it was uh, the best move to make. But I'm just one guy. My opinion, you know, counts as much as anybody else's. But yeah, I, I, I personally, as a fan, found it somewhat trying when you kind of start to learn about some of the fallout that, that happened afterwards, obviously before knowing everything that goes on out there. But hey, such is life. Uh, culture is different around the world, and WWE is a business, and they can do whatever they want. They got paid loads of money. I'm sure they're really happy about that. Doesn't necessarily make it right, but that's the world that we live in. And that led into to Raw and SmackDown. I thought Raw and SmackDown were fine. Uh, they helped massively that we were in Canada, and, uh, you know, the, the, the Canadian fans just... They, they, every time I've seen a Canadian show, they just seem... They just love it. They just love wrestling and they go crazy, which always makes for a, for a more entertaining experience. So yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed that. Uh, and again, it's a go home show. Could more have happened potentially? Um, I try, you know, the, the, I mean, we work on it from the big matches going into the weekend. Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe. I mean, Roman Reigns, obviously Samoa Joe's now on SmackDown, so all he really did was turn up on a Titantron here at the start after Roman had come out and said, look, I'm going to kick your ass. And from there, we transitioned into, you know, basically Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Jinder Mahal, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman. It was nothing out of the ordinary. It was just a standard sort of raw opening just to build to a six-man tag later. That in itself, I thought, was weird, just because you've got Roman Reigns making hot tags to Braun Strowman. A year ago, they were actually trying to kill each other in ambulances. So that kind of irked me a, a little bit on my, on my nerd side. I also don't think Bobby Lashley's being treated very well at all. I think we just need to get through Backlash so he has a program. He's not even on the show, right? He's not on Backlash. We will predict that in a minute so I can find out if I'm wrong. And that's not the best. He came in, he was feuding with Elias, and he was feuding with someone else. Um, we're not even feuding, just sort of hanging around. So I th- that's a shame. But again, I think it's really because of this greatest ever Royal Rumble. It just seems to have gotten the way of everything, which is, uh, which is very strange. I think we need to get out the other side, and then we need to figure out what we're doing with everybody. And, uh, and, we, and we need to do that uh, relatively quickly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole point of this 
was to um, you know build build to this this tag team match that we had, and it was you know it was kind of weird because you know you had uh, Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn who were so over here being in Canada, and yet we still had Braun Strowman pin Kevin Owens, and we also had Jinder Mahal in this six way six way tag match. It was Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, and and Braun Strowman, and Jinder Hall didn't get pinned, and yet we pinned Kevin Owens. I thought that was very strange, especially because how over he was. And you know that is leading into into into, into backlash as well. We're going to have that tag team Owens and Zayn versus Lashley and Strowman. Of course, he's on the show. I just figured it out, <laughs> idiot. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's strange. It's a very very strange situation. I really do think it's just you know too much, and, and trying to keep all that balance just uh, it just hasn't worked. Uh, we've also got an Elias versus Bobby Roode feud. Don't know how I feel about that. Just because I think Bobby Roode's better as a heel, and he's now working with a heel that's actually quite liked in Elias, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't think that combination works at all. Here they had a match, and yeah, he threw he threw um, Elias through Roode's throat into the turnbuckle, and he couldn't breathe. The match just got stopped, which kind of made Roode look like a geek, because that never happens in wrestling. You've seen people you know, thrown off hell in a cell, and it doesn't get stopped. So... This one doesn't really work for me. It's not really two people I want to see together. I don't think Bobby Roode is the right person to work uh, to work with Elias right now. I just, I just, unless this is a way to do a double turn and Elias goes face and you know Bobby, um, yeah, Bobby Roode. I don't know. I don't know because Elias is really, really good. Like he may not be the best in ring worker in the world, but he's got his character down. He's really fun, and you know his work will just get better. Get better anyway. It's not hurting him at the moment, is it? People love him. Uh, oh, there's a pain squash some jobbers. That's the right thing to do. Uh, then we had everything with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, which we talked about earlier. Seth Rollins was so over with the crowd here. Uh, we had something with Curse Axel and Bo da- Dallas too, where they once again came out and said, hey, we should be the four horsemen of WWE. It was fine. It made me laugh. Uh, really, what we need to happen is, and I don't know if this ties into the Miz versus Seth Rollins match on Sunday at Backlash. I'd like Finn Balor to go heel so we can continue this feud longer. I actually think that would be a lot better and a lot more fun. And again, it would give it legs. Because at the moment they are kind of like two baby faces going at it. But either way, just go watch. Just go watch the the main event of Raw. It goes about twenty minutes, I think, maybe more or less. I can't remember. But I found it fascinating as a guy that's trying to sort of do that kind of stuff um, to see how well and how good these two are as wrestlers. And I'm not saying I appreciate it any more than anyone else, just because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it now. But I just watch it. I definitely do watch it in a different way. I think that's fair. And it's just. Uh, it's just fantastic. Like, it really is. They're just very good pro wrestlers. Genuinely blew my brain to watch it. So, yeah, you should definitely go check that out if uh, if you haven't done already. I think you'll enjoy it. And if you don't, then you don't. Nothing to do with me. Then we have what is slowly turning into the worst feud of the year between Sasha Banks and Bailey. We've already had the turn. Sasha Banks chucked Bailey's head into a locker a few weeks ago. And now I think I'm meant to forget about that because instead it's about text messages. It's like, what? What? what does, what's going on? So I don't, I don't understand this. They had some pointless thing where Bailey's not coming down to help her. No, you wouldn't. You throw her head into a into a uh, locker, and then the Riot Squad. Who was it? Was it Ruby Wright? Yeah, Ruby Wright beat beat Bailey. Uh, beat Bailey. What am I talking about? Beat Sasha Banks, and Bailey just watched on from the back. Just feud them properly. Do a proper feud. You've ticked all the boxes. I don't get that at all. I really don't. That is super strange to me. <sighs> I don't know what we're doing. However, the good women stuff also came after this because another PSA from Alexa Bliss who's doing wonderfully with this. She's, she's, the problem is she's becoming such a good heel now, she's threatening to go face because she's making me laugh. Uh, you know, here she, she, she tried to make out that it was, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of her name. Nia Jax, thank you, Brain. It was Nia Jax who um, you know, bullied her and they went to Disneyland and, you know, Nia Jax says you're not even going to be able to get on the, <laughs> get on the teacups. Um, so that was... Uh, 
that was uh, that, that you know, it was it's just good. And as long as Nia Jax destroys her at Backlash, which I'm sure she will, it will. Um, yeah, it would just. I just think it would be good. I just think. I just think it would be. Uh, I just like it. I like what they're doing here. They've. They've. They've really done it. What I didn't like is the fallout from the Titus O'Neil stuff. I thought we could have had loads of fun with this, but you know, instead, I don't know. It's, it's almost like playing to the obvious. You know, Baron Corbin came. I mean, the uh, Titus O'Neil was being all happy, laughy, smiling about it. Then Baron Corbin turned up and said, "Well, you shouldn't have been an idiot to begin with." And then Corbin was taken on No Way Jose and World Titus Worldwide came out and Titus fell off the ring again. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just fell flat to me. I didn't really enjoy it. I was actually quite looking forward to what WWE was going to do. And yeah, I didn't I didn't think they smashed that one out of the park. Uh, I mean, I get it. The distraction of that then allowed Corbin to get rolled up by No Way Jose. But to be honest, this it, it didn't really advance anybody. It just made Baron Corbin like an idiot. <laughs> that's that's what I thought. And I do think this has legs. It was funny. People like to laugh. I know it's at Titus's expense, but there is still a way to make that work. Um, and I, I I would much rather they, they they went that route and figured it out rather than dumb comedy stuff, which I thought which I thought this was. Had the tag match after that. I can't remember if I, if I mentioned this earlier. The stupidest part of it was when Roman Reigns did a hot tag to Braun Strowman, the two dudes that were trying to kill each other. I may have said that before. That's how stupid I found it. Like, don't... I remember stuff, WWE. I got brain. Stop patronizing me. I can't stand it. Uh, and yeah, as I said, uh, Lashley pinned... Lashley. Braun pinned Owens, which was nuts because Owens was... So, Owens and Zane was so over here. Over here. It was... I don't get it. Uh, Natalia beat Mickie James. My problem with this is that Ronda Rousey was in Natty's corner. And I think that's almost watering her down. I don't think she needs to be on every single Raw. Because uh, here she just felt like an afterthought. I think the fans were pleased to see her. I understand we said full-time deal. But don't worry about that. Do what's best for her. Give. I would honestly give her the Brock Lesnar schedule. I think that's more exciting. Oh, Rousey's going to turn up. I'd better watch. As opposed to Rousey just stood by, by ringside as two women have a match. And I get that probably eventually we're going to have a Natty Hill turn and have Ronda and Natty, but you don't, if it's not going to do anything here, I don't know. I just, it felt a bit flat to me given how much power she can, she can probably have. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph cut a good promo. Surprising, I like this tag team. Want to see what they're going to do. I imagine they win the Raw titles, tag team titles in a few weeks. And then, yeah, then it was the main event. So, yeah, Raw was decent. I mean, it was, it was, it was enjoyable enough. Maybe we didn't build the matches that we have at, backlash big but that's because i i think that it's it's felt a bit lost in the shuffle because of everything that's happened and it is the first dual branded pay-per-view i think they could have done more with all of this uh we'll switch over to smackdown quickly before we predict backlash we learned that Styles nakamura will be no dq shame man's not on the show because he got killed by braun Strowman at the greatest ever royal rumble i'm just gonna fly through this because it was a bit of a standard show miz tv whole point was miz was trying to wild up jeff hardy and randy orton to get them to fight each other they didn't want to benjamin came out had a tag match tag match was fine Hardy beat Hardy won it when he smashed Benjamin with the Sonson bomb. RKO and Jeff Hardy, standard stuff. Although I do like the Randy Orton Jeff Hardy feud. That's much more interesting than the whole Orton, which it was. And if we can turn Orton heel as well, which I really hope they do, that's an, that's almost like Seth and Finn to me. We can extend this for a while. It's two people I do want to see in a feud that I'm not used to, and I like that. But I need I need my my designated bad guy and good guy. And there's no point in turning Jeff. Ain't no one booing him. People will boo Randy Orton though. He's good at it. So. That's interesting. I think there could be something in there. Uh, Iconics and Carmella did a promo. It's fine. Uh, Daniel Bryan's not going to be on the show because of what happened to his chest. That was nonsense. Then dark match afterwards. But you know, whatever. We'll get to the bad Daniel Bryan stuff in a minute. The Bar and the New Day had a little segment where they're clearly feuding. I mean, Xavier Woods and Sheamus had a match. Xavier Woods won. The the New Day now have a have a servant called Mister Bootyworth, <laughs> which is so dumb. 
it was all right. I mean, uh, we probably need... I think they're trying to... Because, I mean, I've already just realised this. I should have mentioned this up and down. The Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos weren't even on the show, which which is interesting. The thing I'm most worried about from SmackDown is that Rusev... Well, it was teased that... I don't mind Lana going back in to the Rusev Day stable. But here, it was insinuated that she believes Rusev screwed up at the Greatest Royal Rumble because of Aiden English. Aiden English was painted out to be the, the full guy here. I don't want Aiden English to be kicked out of Rusev Day. You can add Lana. That's fine. But do not take him out of it because he's great. They're great together. They're over together as well. So, you know, don't, don't, don't start screwing around with that. That would be crazy. So I really hope that doesn't... Uh, that doesn't happen because that will that will upset me hugely. But that was the um, that was the, the you know that is what was teased here. And I really I really, I just don't want to see it. Like I don't understand what they're doing with Rusev. It's all like they don't know what they're doing with Rusev. They can't just make it up as they go along. But um, yeah, I've, I, at this point I thought that uh, I thought eventually we get out of you know towards backlash and that we'd know where we were going with this but now i mean if you want to put rusev and lana back together fine they're great together but keep english there as well he's just going to get lost without them anyway and i don't want to see rusev and english feud i tell you worrying then we had that stupid stuff with big cass who brought out a little person because he's tall and daniel bryant isn't i hate that shit we're doing this shit 20 years ago and it's bad then and we're still doing it now i sure i imagine some people got a kick out of it I am not one of those people. That's all I'll tell you. I just think it's dumb. I mean, the whole feud is Daniel Bryan uh, is disliked by Big Cass because he's short. So we're going to bring out a small person. I don't know what the, the official term is for that now, but that's um, yeah, that, that that that's what we've come up with. And I just think I just I just thought it was dumb. I thought Big Cass was all right here, but it certainly didn't. Uh, I don't know. It it didn't excite me to, to any great degree. Uh, I'm not I'm not even that much against the match either i mean i will be if daniel bryan loses which i worry he is going to i can't see big cat a massive seven footer that wwe's gonna love coming back and you know losing to daniel bryan i just can't see it but we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll talk about that in a second uh aj styles came out did a promo uh, that called out samoa joe that's when he challenged them he got smashing the balls again by nakamura classic um, had a stupid backstage promo with Charlotte, Oscar, and Becky that was scripted and difficult to watch. Uh, Almas is coming soon when he decides. And then we finish with a six-man tag between Charlotte, Oscar, Becky taking on Carmelo and the Iconics. Charlotte, Oscar, and Becky won after Oscar tapped out, I think, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Peyton Royce. And um, uh, Charlotte looked amazing here. She was doing a bunch of crazy moves. So fair play to her, especially because I think their travel schedules have been insane recently. And Charlotte still went out and, and did that. So uh, so good for her. Good for her. That sounds patronizing. I meant it positively. Right, let's run through the backlash card quickly and try and predict some stuff here. I mean, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The latter do not stand a, a hope in hell of <laughs> winning that one. Or I don't think so anyway. Um you know, Braun Strowman is probably the most over guy in the company in many ways. Bobby Lashley's big, so they want to do something with him. Uh, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn somehow are treated like full guys, even though they're incredible. So I, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't see what's going to happen with that. But we will, um, 
We will find out. But yeah, I mean, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, and I imagine all these four people, not Kevin Owens and Zayn, but essentially as a feud, they just go off in their, their own direction. Maybe you keep Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn together as a team. Maybe they can feud with the show, which is Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, if you don't know him. But we'll see. But yeah, my money is on uh, Braun and Bobby. Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass is a really hard one to call. Because um, it seems it, it, there is a risk that Daniel Bryan's uh, momentum has already been dropped a little bit. Or at least it feels like that. Because, I don't know, it just feels a bit lackluster to me. And also you've got Big Cass coming back, and they love Big Cass. Clearly, he's been put into this feud. Also, if you want to feud them for a while, Big Cass probably needs to win this. If the face wins, you can't keep it going. But I guess that's the argument. Do we want to see that happen? And we don't. I think uh, a lot of people would agree with but then if Daniel Bryan... It's, it's hard. It depends what the plan is going forward. Because if Daniel Bryan loses already, I think that's crazy. But then, again, I cannot see WWE jobbing out Big Cass, given how they feel about big guys, and given you know how they've been with um, Daniel Bryan in the past. So this is a very interesting match. I think this will be the one that we'll talk about the most. I think Big Cass is going to win. I just do. That's what my gut tells me. So I'm going go, to go with Big Cass. Um, but we will see. We will see. And I imagine it's going to annoy a lot of people. Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe is another hard one to call because you cannot have Roman Reigns lose again if he's going to get the Universal title. But again, if Samoa Joe's going off the WWE title, I imagine something big's going to happen here. I'm going to go they both lose. Um, I don't, I, or there'll be a DQ. There won't be an actual winner. I think, I think they'll pull a false, horrible finish here, WWE. Just because how can Samoa Joe come out on SmackDown next week and say, I won a title shot and you lost to Roman Reigns, mate? He, everyone beats Roman Reigns. You have to have your challengers going in strong. And so neither of these people can win because I do believe that Roman Reigns is going after Brock Lesnar's title again. I don't know for sure, but it certainly seems that way. So it's, it's, it's a badly timed match then because I believe the original plan was to have an uh, uh, you know, extended Reigns versus Joe promo for the Universal title. As we know now, everything has changed. So we've got to figure out how people are going to deal with it. So I just think, given everything that's changed, it's now a really, really awkward and inappropriate, but inopportune moment to do this. But I would go, somehow they both lose, both win. You know, there won't be a definitive victor. So if we want to go back to this at some point, we can. But in the short term, it doesn't hurt them going after their respective titles. Carmella versus Charlotte Fair for the Women's Championship. I think Carmella's going to retain. It's too early to put it back on Charlotte. Plus the Iconics can get involved, and Austin can get involved, and Becky Lynch can get involved, so you can just smash it up. You know, it's it, it, that's easy to do. To do that, they're probably a decent match, but I think Carmella retains, but not cleanly through some kind of shenanigans. Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. I also think Nia Jax will retain because again, you got Ronda and you got all those people. Maybe Natty gets it. I don't know, but there's things you can do, and I just don't think you take off the belt of Nia Jax at the moment. She seems popular. She's only just won it. It just ruined her momentum. And Alexa Bliss is so good at talking and so good at being a heel. I'm sure she can come up with some way to to justify it so she doesn't lose any of her own heat. So yeah, Nia Jax. Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, same thing. There's no point throwing the US title around more than it already has been. And I think Jeff Hardy can win here. And then maybe Orton does a heel turn afterwards, like bludgeons Jeff Hardy. We can continue that feud onwards. And maybe eventually Orton can you know, win it back. That kind of you know slaps in the face of what I just said about a heel not winning the uh, heel supposed to win the first match. But this is different because they are both faces at the moment. But you could trigger a heel turn here. Um, and then build to, to Orton winning, then Jeff Hardy to Hardy winning it back. So I'll say Jeff Hardy wins, but I would like an Orton heel turn. Seth Rollins versus The Miz is the same. I think Seth Rollins is going to win because you're not going to move the IC Championship back to SmackDown simply because you, you got the US title on there, and that's two SmackDown guys going after the US title. So I don't really know what we do. Again, it missed opportunity. It's just bad timing all around. Maybe at one point they plan to switch all the belts around, but now they can't. So it's almost like, how can The Miz win? How can he win? 
from a if you take a step back and look at the the shape of 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 Raw and SmackDown. But they may have a good match. And maybe Finn Balor does something too. If I get Norton and Finn Balor heel turn, I'm going to be all right. And then AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. No DQ match for the WWE Championship. This one is a lot harder to call. Now that I know Samoa Joe is coming into the mix, I think AJ's got to win. Because Nakamura is a heel. You can't have Samoa Joe heel versus Nakamura heel. Well, you can. But I just don't think WWE wants to do that. But that, I originally thought that AJ Styles was going to lose. But because of that, I'm now not so sure. So I'm going to say AJ Styles retains. And that worries me too, because I actually think we have got to the point where we should change. Um, this is the time to put uh, a, um, the title on Nakamura so that he, you know, doesn't start feeling stale after his heel turn. I think I think with a heel turn, you know, if he, if he keeps punching uh, Nakamura in the balls... But then doesn't really the Hill doesn't achieve anything. Obviously, his goal here is to win the uh, the WWE Championship. Then he may lose momentum. Right now, I think Nakamura is awesome, and I think this Hill turn in many ways has saved his WWE career, which we'll talk about on what culture soon. But so, but the only thing there is, I'm saying that no belts change hands. So I've said Carmella, Nia Jax, Jeff Hardy, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, which seems unlikely. You think one would change? So maybe Nakamura does win, but I'm going to go with AJ Styles. I think I'm a bit worried that a, that WWE see backlash now is like a bit of a nothing show. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see. Um, I think it looks decent on paper for the first ever, you know, dual branded show. That's not bad, is he? You've got AJ Nakamura, Seth, Miz, Hardy, Orton, Nijax, Bliss, Carmella, Charlotte, Roman Reigns, Samojo, Daniel Bryan, Cass, Strowman, Lashley, Owens, and Zayn. I mean, who's missing? I mean, there would be some names, of course, but you know, it's, it's pretty stacked. It's a pretty good lineup, and I think people will. Um, I think it, I think it'd be a good show, maybe somewhat of a nothing show, but a good show, a good show, a good show nonetheless. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Make sure you head over to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast Facebook group and give your uh, your predictions on all of this. I think we're into season three now of all that. I don't know. I'm on Twitter at Simon316. If you want to chat wrestling, I'm on Instagram. Don't really use it, but you can see a bit of footage of my match there at Simon316 too. Um, what else is there? YouTube.com forward slash the Miller Report Rules. And of course, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller. 316. Like I say, if everyone just give me a dollar, you just make my life a bit easier. Help me do this stuff. You basically, you know, I, all the money goes back into this. Um, and that would be wonderful because it is wonderful. Other than that, Kane did win his primary, which was, uh, which was hilarious, which means he's now going to be up for election and probably going to win because I think it's quite a Republican heavy state. How awesome is that going to be? Um, I don't think anything else. There was Rock's birthday today. In case you're interested, I believe he's 47 or 48 years old. I did go and see Rampage. It was utter nonsense, but the way that you would expect. Also going to see Avengers soon. I'll do a video on that. On the, I know it's a bit after the fact, but it's the best thing about uh, the content when it's supported by um, the Patreon is that we can just do what we want and don't have to worry about stuff like that, which I like a lot. Uh, tickets for the uh, the second uh, New Japan show also went on sale. Apparently, Keith Lee aside with WWE. That's a rumor that broke as I was doing this podcast. I don't know how true it is. I hope it is. I think Luke, I think Luke, who's Luke? I think Keith Lee is awesome. I think he's one of the best people on the independent scene. I think he'll do wonderful in NXT. Uh, and the man is a nice guy as well. So I will, uh, you know, I, I'll keep an eye out for that. If you're a fan as well, see see what he does. And also John Cena and The Rock have teamed up to do a movie together. The Rock's going to produce it. John Cena's going to star in it. So you can look that up as well. And that is pretty much everything that happened over the last sort of seven days in um, in wrestling. Uh, it's been decent. Like, we had a lot of content, right? We had the Great Royal Rumble. We got Backlash, Raw, SmackDown. It's all good. It, it's all good. We will see 
Uh, we'll see. I think we need to see where we are in a week. I think we'll start getting proper feuds and we'll get the landscape uh, a bit better uh, from them. Because I think, like I say, the GRR and um, TRR, who calls it that? But that and Backlash are just too close together and WWE hasn't been able to, devote, to build Backlash at all. Which is a shame because there's some great matches on there. And I think that'll be quite... Uh, quite exciting. So I've done my plug-in. I uh, talked about my pro, pro wrestling debut. Again, please, I'm going to put a thread up either today or tomorrow. Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Search for on Facebook. Keep an eye out for the Q&A thread. If you want to ask anything about my pro wrestling debut, uh, you can. Or actually, you can go to patreon.com for Simon 316 now. And the Q&A we did up there, which we do once a week, also talks about it, should you so should you so wish. But I imagine there may be some questions you have, or you can just ask any question about wrestling, and we'll do that later in the week. If you are on iTunes, please give us five stars. Uh, uh, you know, all that kind of love. Talk about us on Twitter, Facebook, social media, Reddit, whatever. Grow us as, as big as you can. Because uh, I mentioned Reddit as well. A slight, because I'm a nerd, it was pretty sweet to see Simon Miller gets massive pop at What Culture Show on the front of Reddit Square Circle. Not going to lie. Shouldn't say that. Embarrassing. But hey, the truth is the truth. And I, I greatly appreciated it. Um, especially a couple of dudes in there who said horrible things. Made me laugh. My favorite, uh, my favorite comment so far is that my gear makes me like a jobber and my catchphrase of why, here's why, is rubbish because it doesn't sound threatening. You're right, whoever said that, because what by Stone Cold and if you smell what the rock is cooking, they're really threatening phrases. You're, you're 100% correct. I love the internet. I'm saying this. It made me laugh. I'm saying like it hurt me. It didn't at all. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, so we'll be back in a couple of days. Ask your questions uh, in case I've forgotten something. Sorry again about last week. Like... Um, I don't mind this at all. I'd go 400 hours for wrestling now. Uh, but it was a 12-hour round trip, and it just um, yeah, it, it just got the better of me more than I was expecting it to. In terms of time. In terms of time. But I'd do it again in a heartbeat. And yes, there will be more information about what my next match is, uh, is soon too. So you can uh, you can keep an eye out for that. I would... Um I would just uh, you keep an eye on my Twitter. I think is the, is the best thing to do. Or Defiant, that would be that would be my recommendation. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you again soon.